Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 105 of Season 3 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee-ki-yay our way through the 1988 Bruce Willis action film Die Hard, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today to finish off this week, week 21, is Patty Flint of the upcoming FFPS podcast. Welcome back to the show, Patty. How you doing, Rob? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. But what, what are we going to do now? <laughs> well, we're we're about to see what our ill-gotten gains are, I think, aren't we? Apparently, apparently. The end of the treasure hunt. Yes. <laughs> Very true. So, minute 105 begins with Theo beginning to open up some metal trays and ends with Big Johnson is talking into the radio. So, Yesterday we ended things. They they finally opened the vault. We had our Merry Christmas, you know. And uh, wait, what does Tiny Tim say? Um, and to all of uh, into all good night. No, what does he say? Some and and uh, and, and bl- God blesses everyone. That's what God blesses everyone. There you go. God blesses everyone. So <laughs> <laughs> so we had all all the Ode to Joy and the the, the klaxons blaring and all that stuff. And then you know Leo, Christoph, and uh, Hans go into hairdress. You forgot yeah. the hairdryer. The hairdryer. Hair <laughs> That's true. And then they go, go into the the vault itself, and you know we get cut off. We got cut off yesterday as Theo, you know, uh, very giddily runs into the vault. And today we continue with that. And you know mm-hmm. he he really does look like a, a little kid who's who's just uh, you know uh, woken up Christmas morning and uh, you know sees all the presents in front of him. Yeah, you know, he very much so. Yeah, he just does a great job of that, and he runs over and starts opening up all these metal box boxes, which uh, you know contain all these different papers in them. Now we know what they are. These these are uh, the bear bonds that that yes, uh, that are. this whole movie has been you know dealing with. You know the yeah, I mean it, they don't really mean much, but uh, they're there. <laughs> and. You know, he's opening up all these different cases of bear bonds. Now, it makes me wonder, you know, if they're trying to save space, they could have just, like, stacked them one on the other. But, you know, they want, yeah. it, they want it to be a little more uh, flexible for us so that we can see how many there are. Yeah, dramatic effect, I guess. Yes, definitely. There's a lot of dramatic effect there. And but then I guess maybe maybe they would have them all if they wanted to do it. They would maybe just have them all stacked up as paper without the metal containers. Yeah, you know, let's let's make them work for their money here rather than just have giving them a handy box to carry them. No, out. No, but the people in Nakatomi also need to be able to have them, uh, you know, easily uh, uh, movable if they need to. Yeah, if they need to fritter them away to some other, you know, non-tax country or. Some very, well, no, some, some easy bear, when, when we discussed about Barabons uh, months ago, so the whole idea of Barabons is, is that, you know, you can, you can go and cash them in anywhere. It's not a problem. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, of course. And they don't make them anymore, do they? No, they stop doing, they stop doing them. Stop doing them because, because of the, the, the problematic aspects of them. Because, that, because of the Nakatomi situation. <laughs> apparently. That's right. That's definitely true. And... You know, he he starts opening up all all the the the, the various uh, things, and then we, you know, the shot changes and we see Christoph show up, and Christoph looks at all these different, uh, you know, Japanese ornaments. You know, we see what, what yes. looks like a samurai armor, and I mean, these these yes. must be just 
priceless artifacts. You yes, know. and then he pings the left breast of Buddha. Yes. Now that <laughs> that, that you know, I, I'm not sure how that fits in. I don't know whether it's a kind of you know what a lovely present, but you know it, it's it doesn't seem very right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's a very very bizarre one. Yeah, it's it's definitely bizarre. There's no question about that. You know, and just if you look at look at the the way, you know, and and he, you know, like he. First of all, we hear the ping as he does it. Yeah, and then he 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 looks very smug. It was just like like a kid who just got away with something, you know. I've just pinged the left breast of Buddha. <laughs> yeah, you know, it exactly. just looks really bizarre. <laughs> yeah, and and then he like walks by a a painting. Which the the camera actually takes the time to to zoom in on this painting and and turn yeah. the camera in order for us to try to see what this painting is. Are you, are you familiar with this painting? Have you ever seen it before? I am. You are. I've actually I've actually done some work. See, so um, some friends of mine were big fans of impressionist art. I was more of a Monet fan, you know. But yeah, you know, I so I I, I did a bit of research on this. You did research, or you just asked them to tell you what it is. No, I I did some research on my own. Um, but it was a an Edgar Day guy, eighteen seventy three, I believe, of the dance class. Uh, I couldn't find a value of it, but it's surely more valuable than leaning up against the corner or against the wall of a vault. You know, you would have it like somewhere safe as they do with every other painting on the planet, you wouldn't just lean it up like the ladder in the, in the bathroom. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I, I still can't get over that at all. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I couldn't find also the, uh, how much the, this, this painting is, is worth. Um, mm. You know, I, I found that it's, it, it is located in the uh, national gallery of art. You know, that's, that's where you can okay. find it. Um, not in the Nakatomi building. <laughs> no. You know, it's for anyone who's looking for it. It's in the West Building on the main floor, Gallery Eighty Three. There you go. Yeah, and it was, uh, you know, as you said, it was it was uh, painted around eighteen seventy three. No, no mm -hmm. one knows exactly, uh, you know, when. But I also couldn't find the the actual price. My my assumption is is this is probably uh, priceless. <laughs> yes, I would say so. Um... Certainly, to be it need, deserves to be in a better place than resting up against a wall in a vault. Um, yeah, yeah, it's probably not worth more than six hundred million dollars, but still, you know. It well, well, yeah, something could something could happen to your six hundred million dollars. You know, someone could steal it, and then you know, I mean, God forbid, someone stole uh, six hundred million dollars from the guy who stole six hundred million dollars. Right, and then he he could have that as a backup. That's true. That's true. Um, he actually has numerous, Degas actually has numerous paintings of the dance class. This isn't the, the only one that he has, uh, which, which is uh, very, very interesting. So, I mean, it's, it's, he, he has a number of different uh, paintings dealing with uh, the dance class. But, uh, yes. you know, the, the, they basically say that the, the prices range from, uh, uh, range up to, Thirty-seven million dollars, basically, depending on which you know which which form, which which of them they actually are. So, yeah, I I, I can't tell you which one, how much this one actually uh, is worth. 
but I don't think it makes a difference because, you know, it's just sitting in a vault, you know, collecting, yeah. collecting all that air that's going to go out onto, um, onto Hans's, uh, you know, hair. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe that's, maybe they created a vacuum in there or some sort of airlock mm-hmm. to stop any, be. stop it from getting damaged. Could be, could be. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> and then, you know, they go back to Theo and Theo once again is is continue to open up all of the 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 various containers with with the money and he's really happy. He's looking, he's he's moving them up very quickly. And the music starts playing again. We get this the fast version of of the the theme music from from the yes. You know, from from the from the movie. You know, and we we see that that we see the bearer bonds on the inside, and then the shot changes, and we see a shot of the news truck, you know, uh, speeding down the road. And what what's really interesting is we could see that Nakatomi is really really far in the distance. They they made sure that we could see, you know, how far away they are. That they're you know that they don't really care. They're 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 on a bigger scoop right now than a terrorist attack yeah. in the center of L.A. Yeah, what what could be there what could a, be more important than that? <laughs> well, it's it's all about the angle, isn't it? They've found another angle where they could get the exclusive. So. Yeah. yeah. No, but it's 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 uh, you know, it's Thornburg. <laughs> it's not them. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, and we know how much of a pain he is throughout throughout the the movies themselves. Yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's definitely true. And you know we see then the shot changes again and we see uh, Al back at the command center, you know and then the music dies down, and then Al has a great line here. He goes, "Well, what are we going to do now? Arrest them for not paying their electric bill?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you switched it off. You know, I mean, the, they had every chance to pay it. You just switched That's it right. off. That's right. You know, you didn't, didn't even give them any warning. Right. So, I mean, I actually looked up if someone can actually go to jail for not paying their electric or gas bill or something like that, right? So the the, the answer okay. actually is in the U.S., you can't go to jail for those things if you don't pay your electric bill or your gas or water bill. So you'll get a lot of warnings, and eventually they will just turn off your, uh, you know, what what whatever it is that you're not paying, whether it's electricity, gas, mm-hmm. or water, Right. If you don't pay your mortgage or your rent, you also won't go to jail. You'll just be evicted from your house, and they'll change the locks and stuff like that, right? The only way that you can actually go to jail for for not paying a debt in the U.S. is if you don't pay taxes, right? Um, okay. Sometimes people who don't pay child support, they'll they'll have a little bit of jail time, but it's it's more common that what they're going to do is just garnish wages, okay? And okay. Uh, then the third way is if you uh, you know, if if you have some sort of obligation to pay that was uh, done in a fraudulent way, okay, the failure to pay isn't the reason for jail time. The fraud is, okay. So okay. if the payments yeah. were made, the fraud would likely go undetected. Not paying it, you know, not paying is the indirect cause of jail time. So if you don't pay it, they're going to catch you and they're going to realize that you did something fraudulent and therefore you're going to go to jail. Makes so, sense. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting that that that's what uh, that that's what this. And then you know we get the the Johnsons responding to uh, Al. So first, Little Johnson says, you know, we shut him down, we we'll let him sweat for a while, and then we give him helicopters. And then Big Big Johnson goes right up the ass. 
<laughs> Again, it's a it's something about yeah. asses. It's it's been it's been prevalent throughout American American Completely. culture and, and movies. And I mean, Little Johnson when he responds, he he answers in a a very calm way, you know, and he he like even sticks sticks some gum into his mouth as he's saying it. You know, yeah. he's just he's he's chilling. You know the way that the way that he does it. He's he. I I got uh I got sort of uh, memories of Kojak with the lollipop. Okay. That makes sense. You know, so I yeah I got that sort of deep in thought or answering a question and then in goes the gum or whatever it was. Was it gum? It looked like a crisp. No, I think it's I think it's like a piece of juicy fruit or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that that's what I think. So and he mentions now helicopters. Yeah. Okay. Now you mm. having been in the Royal Air Force, okay, what do you know about mm-hmm. helicopters? What do you know about the history of helicopters? Anything? Uh well, I suppose. I mean, I know you dealt with dogs, be... so that that's fine. You know, you you have a you have a way out. Yeah. Heli- helicopters were pretty much really expensive umbrellas for us. Same as aircraft. We used to hide under them because it was uh, kept you dry. But apart from that, uh, very little. Sikorsky, I think, must have been one of the original helicopters, maybe. But I believe there were, I think Leonardo da Vinci had plans for a flying machine that looked like a helicopter. Oh, wow. You see, you, you do know a lot more than, you, than, than you're apparently letting on that you know. So, yes, you're right. The Sikorsky mm. was the first helicopter to reach full-scale production. Okay. A helicopter okay. is a type of rotorcraft in which lift and thrust are supplied by horizontally spinning rotors. This allows the helicopter to take off and land vertically or to hover or to fly forward, backwards, and laterally. These attributes allow helicopters to be used in congested or isolated areas where fixed-wing aircraft and many forms of short takeoff and landing or short takeoff and vertical landing aircraft cannot perform without a runway. Okay. So mm-hmm. Leonardo da Vinci was, uh, he, in some of his designs, uh, they had it. Um, but the the earliest known uh, ideas for a a helicopter was in 1907 in France. Okay, the the word helicopter okay. actually comes from uh, a, the French word that is known as helicoptère. I don't know. I don't. I don't know French that well. It you know. I for me French. For me French. You, just, right. you know. You say the say the English word with an accent. You know, which was which was <laughs> coined, coined by Gustave Pantone in 1861. And which, which comes from the a Greek word of helix, okay, which means wing. No, sorry. No, sorry. Okay. Helix means spiral, and pteron means wing, okay? And Makes a, sense. a lot of people think that, that it comes from, uh, you know, heli and copter. So, therefore, they add, you know, helipad and, and quadcopter and, you know, things like that, even though it's incorrect. And mm-hmm. other terms for a helicopter are chopper, copter, heli, well, whirlybird, and in the U.S., the most common slang is a helo. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there's a really long history. We're not going to go into the whole thing about uh, everything about helicopters because there are tons of them. I, I got, like, five pages of stuff on helicopters, and uh, I... Uh, you know, we're, we're just not going to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. it's not, I don't think it's worth it. 
But what it basically comes down to is that helicopters, in most respects, have replaced airplanes in in many situations where you need to be able to, you know, land and take off uh, uh, quickly without the need of Absolutely. a runway and stuff like that. Absolutely. So, yeah. so then we get the best gag of the entire movie. You know, they they they, mm. they show us uh, Big Johnson. He's he's holding a radio. And he starts talking to the radio and goes, this is Agent Johnson. <laughs> and then he pauses for one second. And then he says, no, the other one. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I sat there for a while going, I mean, you you would never have been able. Would you have been able to get away with that line in modern movies? No, I don't now? think so. I don't, I, I don't I mean, think you'd doesn't... be able to get away with it. And I don't think – and Robert Dalvey is not the actor that you would normally think would be given this type of gag. And that's why it worked so well. No. Yeah, I think so. You know, I mean, and you sit there going, now, you know, with, you know what they're inferring about that question, you know? Is it this guy? It, you know, but he, it could have been anything, you know, tall one, yeah. short one, you know, but but we know that the, the color of skin is inferred in the first, sure. in the first yes. instance. But it could have been the big one or the right. little one. You right, know? or just the other one. That's it, you know. And he goes, yeah. I want that air support ready to lift off in five minutes. Damn right, fully armed. We're on the way. <laughs> oh, yes. And then the look from Al. is like, oh, geez, again? This is what they're doing? Another? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, he's like a little, a little yeah. shocked that this is what they're actually doing. Yeah. Or, or, you know, that sort of the cop face of great. Now I've seen everything, you know, it, this, this could only go wrong. Right. Or, or even why did I have to still be on duty when this whole thing no, happened? No, he could, he could have left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I should have been at home with my pregnant wife and my Twinkies and everything would have been great, but no, I'm stuck in the middle of this. Correct. You know? he, he's stuck here, but uh, that's what he's, that's what he's got to do with. And and I think I think every movie needs this this kind of character where you've got all these take charge kind of guys turn up, and then you've just got your seasoned kind of guy sitting in the background just going, you know, they, when they shoot out the lights, you know, they're going for the lights. <laughs> they, you know, he he knows exactly what's going on. He's a streetwise guy, and then you've got all these people coming up with big ideas around him. He's just going, well, that's stupid, you know, a proper sergeant. You know, that's 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 the kind of guy you need. Yeah, that's true. And then the, the shot changes, and we see uh, Theo flipping through uh, a list of all the, you know, a whole package of these Barabans. We see that they're they're all listed as a hundred thousand dollars on them. And mm-hmm. so, like, it got me a little curious. First of all, you know, does you know, it, it looks to me that it's George Washington that's on there. So my my biggest my first question was okay. Is is that real? Is that what you know? Is that who's listed on the real bearer bond? Okay, but then okay, and then I was also thinking about you know, can I actually find how much it would cost to buy one of these? So you can go into eBay and for five thousand dollars, okay, they're mm-hmm. selling the movie prop. Really. Yes. Five thousand dollars on eBay is just unbelievable for a for a fake one hundred thousand dollar yes. bearer bond from Die yes. Hard. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. 
So you, you can make money from nothing. That's that's amazing. Yeah. yeah and, and... I mean, I, I get that. I get the whole movie prop thing, but you know, five thousand bucks for for a piece of paper that says a hundred thousand. And they, and they let you and they let you pay it in installments. <laughs> you can pay it in twenty four installments of two hundred and sixteen dollars each. <laughs> yeah. That that would that be like Christmas when that turned up? Oh, I've got my movie prop. Exactly. You put it up on a wall or something? I don't know. I, what would you do with that? I, I can't even think of Seriously. that. Seriously. And, and what's great is if you look at this uh, bear bond that they have here on the site, the prop, right? So it says that it expires or it, it matures in February 1989. Okay. So, you uh -huh. know, the, again, it goes back to the whole question as to what year this movie is taking place. It doesn't matter. But the bottom line is, is that the odds are that it has not matured yet. It might mature in two months, but, uh, you know, mm. the, the it's it's assuming that that it's not 1989, but it could be. You never know. But we're, we're not going to go into that debate again. Okay, <laughs> I've I've debated that too many times, and and there's there's yeah. no real answer to that one. <laughs> you know, and then uh, the the shot changes again. You know, we first of all we hear how happy and we see how happy Theo is with this whole thing. He looks at Hans, Hans smiles, then walks out of the out of out of the uh, vault and then he picks up his radio yeah and you know he goes i wish to talk to the fbi you know and he he's at this point moving his plan forward yeah and then we see uh johnson picking up the radio yeah. you know and moving it towards his ear as the the, the scene ends sorry he's holding sorry then we see Johnson holding this telephone. He puts it down, and then he's given a CB, and he takes it as the as the minute ends. So yeah, it, it's just yeah. you know, it's it's nicely done. They you know the, the the plan is moving forward. The the movie is picking up momentum at this point, and uh, you know we're we have to wait and see where things go. <laughs> All right, you have anything else you want to say about this minute before we get into the script? Uh, no, I mean, we mentioned earlier about Rickman going, Alan Rickman going out of character. So that, that smile, it, did it look really put on? Was it that sort of sarcastic, told you so smile before he goes I, I think serious? So. I and, think it is. I think he's like, okay, guy. I've now proven to you yeah. that this is what we're doing. You know, <laughs> that, that, that my plan is working. Yeah. I, yeah. Believe yes, in miracles. Completely. Theory. Yeah. Christmas is the time of miracles. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so the, the script just has a few little minor discrepancies. First of all, uh, when Little Johnson talks about the helicopters, he goes, we'll let them sweat a while. Then when they're expecting helicopters, we give them helicopters. You know, which <laughs> doesn't really make sense. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Give them exactly what and they want. And then the, the other difference is, is that uh, Hans is not the one who, who calls up johnson it's the opposite johnson calls back okay johnson then picks up the cb and says okay. attention in the building and then uh you know on, on monday we'll see how that, that that conversation continues you know from the script but i i you know i think it works better that in, in the script because johnson is the one who's at a point where he's ready to move forward hans isn't really you know hans has gotten what he wants but you know, he doesn't know that, that the FBI is ready 
down on the bottom for, you know, to move on to the next stage. So I, th I think it works better that the FBI is the one taking the lead here, you know, uh, uh, essentially trying to say, okay, we're now, we're ready. We're going to give you your helicopters as you requested, as opposed to Hans saying, okay, yeah. where are my helicopters or, you know, I've now got my money, so let's move things forward. Mm. I don't know. Well, he's just planning yeah, the exit basically. now. <laughs> All right. So every Friday we have a segment called Weekend Surprise where my guest usually or sometimes doesn't know what my question is. I'm assuming Patty knows what my question is going to be, but we'll see how he answers it. So one of the biggest controversies about yeah. Die Hard is whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. So uh, what do you think, Patty? Is it a Christmas movie? Or is it not? And uh, make sure to show your work. It is definitely a Christmas movie. Okay, we we had this argument. In fact, my my uh, my colleagues and I in my last workplace had this argument about whether it was a Christmas movie. And I showed my boss a picture from Sky Movies. Uh, there was a Sky Movies Christmas TV guide on my on my Sky Television, and it said. Sky Movies Christmas, Die Hard. And I, I sent him that picture as proof. No, that just means it's Sky Movies. Sky Movies, believe so. Well, there you go. Oh, okay, that is should it? be enough. No, <laughs> I, I think, uh, no, no. It's, no. So, it, so the way I see it is, you know, if, if we have, uh, if people have a, a Christmas sweater competition now in, in the UK, the one that normally wins it, is a grey one with red writing on it that says, now I have yes. a machine gun, ho, ho, ho. You know, and it's so ingrained. You know, there's a meme that, that everybody sees now. It's not Christmas until Hans Gruber takes a dive mm -hmm. off the Nakatomi okay. building. You know, this is, it, it's becoming ingrained in our conscience, in our consciousness now that, that Die Hard is there. It's it's a staple, you know, um, as as we talked about before. The Great Escape used to be a Christmas yes. movie, as we mentioned back in season, yes. you know, in series one. But um, but this now, you know, Die Hard is is always there. It's always one of these ones that you feel like you just have to watch. And it doesn't. I, I don't know whether it's whether it's ironic. It doesn't feel right watching it at any other time. No, what are you talking about? You know, I you can watch it minutes. all year round. You know, well, you can, but but. There's a there's a different thought process to watching it at Christmas. You're going, ah, yes, right, okay, <laughs> Christmas is coming. Is, okay, I guess I guess maybe because I don't celebrate Christmas, so for me, it's it's a, it's an all year round thing. You know, this is true. This is true. You know, you can you there can you watch go. it whenever. You know, you're not no. hung up by these, no, no, these no, no, petty no, no. details. <laughs> you said it. I didn't. You said it. You said no, it. definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely Christmas Great. Movie. <laughs> so um I know I know that you have something oh, for me. So so why don't you uh let let's I see do. let's see how, how I do right, on, on so. your surprise for me. <laughs> so so I've been I, I've been thinking of a list that I can provide Rob, which is something that could get him thinking and something that takes part in his his extensive movie knowledge. So top five for me, Rob. British bad guys in movies. Well, no, one second. British characters who are bad guys or British yeah. British actors? Brit Either or. Let's, no, because, let's... Uh, well, one second, because you see, I'm assuming <laughs> that you want 
to actually have Hans Gruber here. Hans Gruber is not British. Hans Gruber is German. Ah, not necessarily. Well, the actor is British. But... Oh, well, that's why I asked the question. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so let's go for British actors making bad guys in movies. Your top five. Okay, I'm I'm not gonna rank them. I'm just gonna give you five, my five favorite. You know, I can't. Okay. It, it's gonna be maybe at the end I'll I'll rank them. So the British actors. So obviously mm-hmm. Hans Gruber is gonna be there. You know, mm-hmm. you definitely have Alan Rickman. Okay, then we're gonna have Mr. Blue from uh, um, the Taking of Pelham One Two Three. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. played played by Robert Shaw. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I know it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um and then we're gonna have um uh we we have to go into the james bond era of things so you know which james bond villain do i think is the best my my favorite james bond villain happens to be played by an american and you know that that would be zorin from a view to a kill Chris, christopher walken yeah. but so I, can't, I can't use him obviously so i'm, nope. I'm gonna actually go go with uh blofeld played by which which great escape actor? Donald Pleasant. Donald Pleasance, yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah, good. That's a great segue as well. It's a good link. I like that. <laughs> hey, uh, why not? You know. <laughs> um then uh 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 Ray Fiennes as uh um he, he oh, what's his name? No, 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 no. <laughs> That that unfortunately is not his best role in my opinion as a villain. No. Okay. Nope. That would be his role as uh, Armin Goth in Schindler's, uh, Schindler's List. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this is gonna be fun trying to rank these uh, afterward. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Um. And to top it all off, we're gonna go with Gary Oldman. And yes. unfortunately, unfortunately, Gary Oldman has played so many villains. It's really difficult to choose one of them <laughs> who is this really craziest is. and is the best. Um, yeah. But I, I think I'm going to go with uh, his role as a uh, what's uh, Stanfield in uh, Leon the Professional. Leon, yeah, yeah, that's a great role. That's a it's a good part. All right. Okay. So now let's try and rank these five. So we got we got Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber, Robert Shaw as Mr. Blue, uh, Donald Pleasance as Blofeld, Ralph Fiennes as Armin Goth, and Gary Oldman as Leon in Leon the Professional as uh, uh, Stanfeld. So uh, number five for me will be Blofeld. I, I, okay. I think Donald Pleasance he's, he's a great actor, um, but of these five, he's He's not the best here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to actually say Gary Oldman as uh, Stanfeld in uh, wow. Leon. Okay. Okay. Uh, then I'm actually going to go with uh, Armin Golf, Ralph Fiennes. Mm-hmm. And then followed by uh, Mr. Blue. If Rickman wasn't on this list as Hans Gruber, um, Mr. Blue would take it. I, I think he's he's such a great character. And yeah. I think that that's what it is. So, and then Hans Gruber is number one. How, Good how, how did I do with that? How did I do off, uh, off, no, the, that's a, that's, off the top of my head? I'm list. very glad that you didn't tell me about this beforehand. You know, I was able to, I didn't have time to, to really, you know, do the research on this. So that works really well. 
Yeah, you had you went with your gut. That's that's a good a good cop's instinct, as they say. There you go. Hey, I, I I haven't been a cop in twenty years, and I, I still have <laughs> that good cop instinct. But but that probably comes from my movie watching, my yeah, extensive movie yeah. watching, not necessarily from from the uh, you know the the short amount of time I was on the force. But you know. No, it's all good. It's yeah, of all course good. It is. No, that's a that's a good list. They're 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 right up there on mine as well. Apart from Mr. Blue, I didn't even think of that. Uh, which I will I, I will have a word with myself about later on. Wait, have you seen Taken by the Final One Two Three? The original? I, I haven't seen the original. I have seen the modern uh, Oh version. god. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. But stay away, the, stay away. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I will be I will be taking myself back there to watch that at some point. Yes, you should. You should. I, I I hope at some point in the future to actually do that as as one of my movies. So we'll have to. Oh, really? It, it's awesome. It's, it's on my my larger list. I have to see if okay. I can you know get to it. My problem is is that usually when you when you do a movie that has remakes, you have to talk about the remakes. And mm. 1998 remake is is pretty good, but it's almost impossible to find a copy of. Uh, so I haven't seen it since it came out. It was with Edward James mm-hmm. Olmos and had a great cast. And yeah. then the 2009 version with Denzel and uh, Travolta was just horrendous in my opinion. And no, I don't want to talk about yeah. that one at all. So we'll, we'll <laughs> see. But I, 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 have, maybe... I have stuff planned out for seasons four, seasons five. So we'll see maybe season six. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, well, maybe, we'll see. Maybe, maybe, I can, maybe I can return as the guy who's never seen the movie. No, I don't want that. I don't want that. Uh, no thanks. No thanks. You you have you have at least a year to watch it. There you go. Okay. You have, yeah, you yeah. have your assignment, Patty. <laughs> you definitely have your assignment. All right. So All right. Uh, uh, do you want to once again for the final time tell people how they can get in touch with uh, with with Patty Flint? Absolutely. Uh, I run the. I've just started creating. Should I say the FFPS Flint Family Pet Service? podcast where we talk all things dogs and dog training uh we can also be found on the internet uh www.flintfamilypetservices.co.uk or the same on facebook all right very cool while you're doing that you can go rate review and subscribe on any podcatcher you might be using to listen to the show finding me is quite simple just do a quick search for movie rob minute you can find me on facebook you can find me on my website or you can find me on twitter so, Patty, thank you very much for uh, finishing off the week with us. It's been a fun three days. Hopefully you've enjoyed yourself, too. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. Excellent. And uh, I'll be back on Monday with a uh, new guest. But until then, yippee yippee